I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden, 
Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Coast of dot Neptune is um, very connected to the spiritual realm and it's very much divine love and um, essence and spirit and souls and um, compassion and healing and so it shows how there's this connection to oneness so there's a big thing about fantasy there um, but there's also a big shadow side of avoidance and drugs and alcohol and um, escapism because um, it's a slippery slope it's like you know once you get into that psychic realm um, and I, you know I would say like any plant medicine is very Neptunian because it's like you're going in you're getting information but it's also like you're kind of escaping this reality now let the magic begin. Hello and Jai Ma, Jai Ma Soul Tribe. It's Raquel and happy March. Right now I am in my car using my voice memo app to record this intro for Danielle Page who is today's guest. Now, this is Danielle's second time on the podcast, and Danielle takes astrology to another level, and we explore that other level in this episode, which so many questions were asked, not only inquiries about just, you know, basic astrology, but many of you are extremely advanced when it comes to astrology. I was thoroughly impressed. I know that many of you are deeply passionate about it. Some are even making a career in it. And so I think that Danielle Page was a wonderful, wonderful go-to to have on the show um, to talk all about the cosmos. We kind of go beyond the basics because we already have several episodes dedicated to the basics of astrology, but due to intermediate and advanced demand, it seemed, with many of your questions, we steered that way. So some of you asked about Venus returns, Chiron, houses, 
a lot of the languaging in astrology that has me personally also scratching my head sometimes because I'm indeed not a master at this. I understand pieces of it, of astrology, and she likes to go beyond the normal sun sign type of horoscope, you know, not exactly what you're going to read in Cosmopolitan or in the newspaper, not exactly. She dives much deeper, but giving us generalized answers so we all can understand how it works on a deeper level. And of course, go to her Instagram at I am Danielle Page. Soak up so much of the wisdom that she has there. You realize Mercury retrograde happens to be happening right now. I know. And she tells you what not to do at this time. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, not to worry. You've been through many of these and you'll go through many more and you're fine. You're alive. Everything always works out. I happen to be entering into my retreat at this time because next Monday, the retreat begins Euro Magic Retreat 2 with my gal Brie Melanson and many other wonderful goddesses. And I couldn't be more ecstatic even if Mercury retrograde happens to be happening right now. The good news is Danielle said I'll be fine and you'll hear why. You will hear why. We also talk about my chart, go deeper into my chart, and we also talk about soul contracts and going beyond the human existence to understand the soul and again answering many of your questions that I gathered on my Insta story. So for everybody who asked a question, thank you so much. I hope I don't miss anything because I'm just thinking on the top of my head what we chatted about. And also, I do believe that this episode is indeed sponsored by Skillshare. Now, I'm telling you, one skill I have right now is to talk about Skillshare because I've talked about them so many times because they have been one of our sponsors since the beginning. I think nearly the beginning. They've been a sponsor with us for a long time and they are continuing to offer Yomi's two months for free for the premium membership when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic you can explore a variety of different classes especially creative classes that you've been wanting to dip your toe into for example yomis seem to love to create art so if you're bored or want to change up your habits and routines in any way i highly suggest exploring one new skill or enhancing one of your other skills by seeing what other masters in their craft have to say have to share about it so again try skillshare two months for free when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic now with all that being said i believe it is time to let the magic begin with danielle page Um, but apparently yeah. black tourmaline is a gem that actually helps prevent all of the side effects that EMFs give you. I had it in my pocket and I also had shungite and so I, I don't know. I have it all on me. You're so <laughs> wise. I just have a Labradorite in hand. I have this other one that is like a, it's weird. It's like a very, very 
very slight hue of yellowish gold crystal quartz. It's something cool. with this. It's so beautiful though, and I'm just drawn to it. Um, and then some fluorite. Let's see, amethyst and white halite. Ooh, what's that one? I haven't heard of that. Well, you know what? This one's actually my pendulum <laughs> that my friend Bree gave me, and. I think because it is white, I just associate it with connect. I haven't done research as to what it is exactly, but what I feel it does because it's helped me out is connect you to the angel realm. Yeah, beautiful. I think it's really about intention because always. I think I mean, they all have their own properties, as we know, but it's everything in the quantum is about intention. Absolutely. And energy, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, oh, one more. I got this other really cool one. It's a mala bead necklace that I got in Nepal for like, psh- three bucks or something go hiking <laughs> in nepal yeah <laughs> i think i saw that yeah wherever you said that, i remember holy that's amazing oh my gosh memory for a lifetime that i recommend everybody and their dog and maybe their grandma depending on how active their grandma is to do <laughs> but would you do it again is the question or is it a one-time thing and we're good oh i'm absolutely doing it again mm. but i need do like more Pilates or uh, see a physical therapist or something beforehand because afterwards my knees I haven't even really been able to work out properly for the past since I ended the hike because my knees done I can't even imagine I can't even imagine yeah imagine anyone else that's like a little rickety I don't know what would happen (laughs) it's not fair it's not so one thing I haven't done in a long time because like we're just doing right now flowing into it with whatever conversation I've I forget to ask I haven't done this in so long so I am going to recontinue it with you is when I ask the guests what is something in your life right now that lights you up Ooh, so many things. Um, talking about this, talking about energy, talking about the realm that we can't always see, but it is more real than anything else. So like every day I wake up and I'm super excited to just do this work because it's my existence. It's my soul. And I'm like, I get to just be myself all day long and do my thing and talk about everything I love. So that like more than anything. Hell yeah. I absolutely love that. So you specifically share astrological wisdom. I know obviously on Instagram um, and on your podcast. Are you also like a group coach, one-on-one coach or anything like that? So I stopped doing my one-on-one sessions. I'm just continuing right now because I was booked out for a really long time. But I, I was doing that for... I don't know, about eight years. So I'm just moving to other things. Um, the main thing I'm focusing on right now is building my membership out so people can um, really incorporate this into their daily life. Um, I also do monthly full moon or sometimes new moon, like I just did the new moon, um, virtual circles online, and those are powerful. So I talk about the astrological energy and then I lead people in a healing and a meditation. And this last one I did was so incredible and I got more testimonials than I've ever had. And people were like, I had electricity running through my body and all these things were happening. So it's so funny. I actually did it. I was like, let me see what all the hype is about. Cause it's one thing for me just to guide it. But then I was like, I'm going to do it. So the other night I actually just listened to myself and I went in meditation and I did it. And it was so powerful. I had electric, like electric currents running up and down my body. And it's like, it was almost like my kundalini awakening so i'm like oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah this was good this was that good. is so cool so you did meditations and yeah. some sort of ritual around the new moon and people yeah. just started feeling this yeah and i do it um monthly so sometimes it's usually it's a full moon but then sometimes it's the new moon and 
they're really powerful. And I think people sometimes first think, oh, it's over the phone. How powerful could it be? But the thing is, it doesn't matter where you are. You know, energy knows no time and space and you're dealing with the quantum realm and it doesn't matter because I'm plugged in and I'm the one leading you. So it's like, I'm yeah. literally giving you the frequency <laughs> and, and upgrading you. So yeah. it, it doesn't even matter. So it's, it's beautiful. Energy does not know time or space because no, I mean, mediums have read me over Skype or over Zencaster before. Oh, yeah, it doesn't you know. matter at all. No. It literally does not matter because that's our logical thinking. It matters like we have to be in person and we have to see them and touch them but when you go into the quantum realm you're going beyond the senses and like the sixth sense or whatever they want to call it I mean it's not the five senses for a reason yeah you know absolutely uh by the way did you look at the insta story you got a lot of really cool questions um I did not that's fine (laughs) that there are questions so yeah let's uh let's hear them well yeah I want to definitely dive into them and some of them were on mercury retrograde but I first actually because I have a question as far as political correctedness for our interests so yeah mercury in retrograde or mercury retrograde what is the proper term what is what is it exactly what's the difference yeah I actually think it could be either like because mercury is in retrograde like what currently is but mercury retrograde is just when you're talking about it so I actually think it could be there but I really appreciate you asking because a lot of times people say things and I'm like they don't even know what they're talking about appreciate you asking but honestly I think it just depends on what context you're saying it in because we are mercury is in retrograde right now as in mercury is moving backwards right yeah so here's the thing it's not actually moving backwards it appears to be moving backwards from our perspective here on earth but it almost gets skewed or flawed which sounds negative but it doesn't mean to be negative it just it's not actually moving backwards it's like when you're on a train and you're like in new york and then you see the other one like go by and it like it's going fast but then it actually looks like it's going slow it's just Mm -hmm. um your perception is skewed so from where we are on earth getting the frequency it's not actually moving backwards but it appears to be moving backwards so it's it's yeah i mean i know that's technical Okay. Well, no, this is good. I'm really interested in like the physical reasoning behind this whole Mercury retrograde <laughs> scenario. It's like, yeah, it's like another perspective. And so that's where Mercury rules um, information, first and foremost. It's like it's language and speaking and talking communication, but it's information. So when a planet is not direct, like let, let's just think about it. Let's say if you're trying to, I mean, get from point A to point B if you're going to run a straight line because it's direct, right, you'll get there quicker, right? But let's say there's a detour, like the road is blocked off, there's a hole in the ground, like you have to go around. That's almost like a mercury retrograde where it's like, it might take a little bit longer, the energy is not as direct. So things are going to come up and you might have some accidents and you might have some stuff, but you're also going to learn stuff on this detour that you wouldn't have normally done. So it's also a beautiful time for, um, you know, intuitive information and yin energy. So yeah, I think that's a good example. I love that. Why is it a beautiful time for yin energy? Because when a planet is going retrograde or going retrograde, it's not the biggest time to rush out and get everything done. It's not to say that life stops because it doesn't. It continues on every day. It's just if you have the awareness to be like, okay, you know, Mercury is retrograde right now. And I was thinking about signing that house or buying that house. And it's not that you can't like, let's just make that clear. Like if if that's the only time and that's the house of your dreams, it could be this karmic indicator of like, you know, maybe you have this connection and it's coming to you from other realms, like who knows? So, you know, you do what you have to do. 
But I just find, and from studying this for so long and seeing this, that it always sometimes comes, I shouldn't say always sometimes because that's contradicting it, but it usually (laughs) comes with a clause that you find out later on where it's not to say something was bad. You know, it's just like, okay, that was a great job. It paid me money. But then I had to go through this, 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 and this, and this. And, but maybe there were those lessons that you need to learn. So I always find there, there's some kind of serious lesson that comes about. And some people say, oh my God, I did this during my career and I'm so happy and I'm so fine. It doesn't mean it has to come that year. It doesn't mean it has to come two years. It could come 10 years down the line, you know? So that's where people, it's like, we don't know. And sure, I'm not saying to stop your life. You know, I've, I've um, you know, before I was doing this, I've had to get jobs before, um, during Mercury Retrograde, I had to get a car lease before and like, you do what you have to do. It was was a timing and it was like, it is what it is. Um, but it usually comes with a caveat. That's why the one thing I will say is I don't think it's a good idea to get engaged or married during a Mercury Retrograde because what are you doing? You're doing a contract, right? With a person and Mercury rules contracts and information. And it's like, you just want the energy working for you rather than it sort of being slow and stuck. Okay, how about yeah. starting like- something new? For example, yeah. my retreat, because I wanted it during Pisces season, and there are a lot of other reasons why I chose this time, but it starts March but 8th. that's okay because you didn't start it, like, and advertise it and plan it during Mercury Retrograde. Oh, yeah. That's the difference. Like, it's so, that's where we have to be very mindful. It's, like, more like, I mean, still, I wouldn't get married because you're signing a contract, but I feel like at your, you said retreat, right? Your retreat's going to be like, everything's already going to be signed and done. Like you're just going and exploring yourself. So it's actually a good time to go deep into yourself. Ah, Danielle. I'm so happy to hear that. Yes. What a wait. Actually, I wasn't really that worried because I know that it's divine timing, right? And so it was happening at this time for whatever reason, but um, I'm feeling really good about it, to be honest. So yeah, but you just, you never know. Listen, there could always be stuff, but to be honest, there's stuff every day. It's just sometimes the Mercury retrograde stuff you see and it's obvious and it's annoying. Like I remember going, I was traveling and listen, I hate, I can't stand when people are like, don't travel during Mercury retrograde. Like what? No. Like you got to go places. You got to do things. But like I was traveling during Mercury retrograde. I wasn't even thinking anything of it. And I went through, I paid or, you know, you get, you get the friendly check you in and then I go through security and they stopped me in security because I guess somehow they printed out my ticket. They had my first name and my middle name. They didn't have my last name, even though I had the global entry and I was showing it to them. They weren't letting me in. So I had to go all the way back and then I had to pay a fee and then I had to call someone. It was like the whole big to do. And I was like, this is such a classic Mercury retrograde situation right now. So I was like, once I realized that, I was like, all right, just let it be. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, in that case, because, well, a lot of people will be traveling. And I'm actually happy you said that because a lot of people are going to be traveling to the retreat, you know? Yeah, they, they shouldn't stop their life. Like, if people are like, don't travel during Mercury retrograde, I, I guarantee you, I, I will tell you, they don't know what they're talking about and their consciousness is out of fear. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. Because I hear it all the time and it's so frustrating on my end. I'm sorry, I'm getting fired up, but it's so frustrating because people say these things, they don't even know what they're talking about. It's different. If you're going into like a lifelong contract with someone, I feel like I would want the energy to be really in favor, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just things like that. But like traveling here and there and like I don't know, maybe if it's like a temp job, who cares if it's a temp job, you know? But if I'm like signing my life away on 
and millions of dollars on like a home, I'm probably not going to want to do that during Mercury retrograde. All right. It, it's like you have to think about it like that, you know? No signing your life away or no signing something that is in a sense permanent or long has a longevity yeah, during Mercury exactly. retrograde. Note taken. Exactly. Are there any more tips and tricks to get through Mercury and retrograde? This is a question from Kara Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, the other tips and tricks are you have to listen to your intuition too, because sometimes you might have to sign your life away on something and it might come to you because it's a karmic situation. And so in that signing your life away, you're going to get a lot of experiences that your soul signed up for. So I know I completely contradicted myself, but I also have to show you both sides of the yeah. equation. We all have Mercury in, for example, Leo or Capricorn or Sagittarius, right? Yeah. I forgot what mine was. I can look it up. But um, one girl did ask Earth to buy. She asked, or he asked, who decided the significance of the planets, i.e. Jupiter equals philosophy, luck, and so on. So I'm curious who decided that and then what yeah. each one is again. So it all goes back to the astrology that I study is from Mesopotamia and Egypt. And then it was kind of like rectified and reoriented um, by the Greeks. And so it has a lot to do with our consciousness at the time of like what we saw because in back then we only saw up to Saturn because we couldn't see the other planets without with them um, the naked eye so we didn't know the outer planets so outer planets in the chart are actually newer they're more about modern astrology so it was our consciousness because if our consciousness is not there to develop a telescope we can't even find it right so we didn't know about the outer planets so it has a little bit to do with um Greek and Roman mythology um and I mean, it's just, it's stories passed on and passed on and passed on. And yeah, a lot of with consciousness and uh, mythology. That's epic. And yeah. we're always recycling this wisdom. Yeah. They could see the planets way more clearly than a lot of us can these days as well, because I mean, they probably didn't have as drastic of light pollution or let alone pollution in general. Oh, no. Because I'm like, I look up and I have a hard time seeing any of them. No, they weren't dealing with EMFs like this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, no, definitely not. Let's see, going through this randomly, uh, Southern's Wildflower asks, what does it mean when you have no planets in houses? Okay, so this is next level astrology stuff right here. Okay, so just so people know, I teach a level one, level two astrology mystery school. I also have Astro Hacks on my website where it's give you little tips and tricks on how to start looking at your birth chart if someone is really new. So with this is it doesn't matter if there are no planets in houses because most people have that in several houses. Um, you look to see what sign is ruling the house and then every sign has a planet ruler. And so, for example, if you're looking at the sixth house, let's say, and it's ruled by Taurus, um, Venus rules Taurus. So then I would see where Venus is in the chart. I would see what sign it's in, what house it's in, and what aspects it's making. And then it talks a lot about the story. So it doesn't matter if you don't have planets there at all. And that's one of the first things I tell my astrology students. I'm like, don't freak out that there's no planets in your house of relationships. It doesn't mean you're not going to have a relationship. In fact, it has nothing to do with that at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whenever I hear astrologers like yourself talk about this, I'm like, okay, I feel it just sounds like I'm listening to another language. At it, one is. Point. it is. It is another language. Yeah. yeah it, well, it is. Yeah, definitely an, its own language. Um, but kind of depends on probably the type of learner you are. So I highly encourage anybody to actually explore it visually as well because just listening to it some people might just be able to get it right away and really consume the information but people like myself I actually need to really play around with it and it's even still confusing unless someone really lays it out for me you know as if I'm a five-year-old 
And you have to, and you have to learn it step by step. And I literally do that in my level one astrology class. We break it down step by step by step. And I, I, I've been known for when people ask me questions that are like step Z, when we're on step B, I'm like, we're not going there because we have to master this. You have to master the basics or you're never going to be able to apply it and layer it together. Yeah. And I feel like even just now, we just started this not even 20 minutes ago, this conversation, and I jumped from perhaps A, though you've been on this before, um, <laughs> perhaps uh, information A all the way to almost like information Y or Z. Yeah, someone's going to, but there's other people that are advanced too, so they're going to want to that, so that's good. Exactly. It happened for whatever reason. Yeah. But one thing I did ask that I kind of skipped over when I asked this question was if you were to maybe attach like one sentence or a word or something to each of the planets of what they mean, for example, Jupiter philosophy or whatever, what does each planet represent? Yeah. So we can start with, in astrology, we call the sun and the moon planets. They're the luminaries, but just for, you know, ease, we call them planets. Um, So the sun is your identity. It's how you shine your light in the world. Um, and it's how you're going to share really your light with the world. Um, mm-hmm. Or I should say share like your wisdom with the world um, because you're going to, whatever house it's in, you're going to really take on that energy and share that in a way that feels very authentic to you. Okay. The moon is um, the feminine. So the sun's masculine, the moon's the feminine. And the moon is more yin where the sun is yang. And the moon is your deepest emotional instincts. It's your security. Um, it's your memories. Um, moon is also very connected to your body and your health. Um, mm-hmm. and it's your intuition. Okay. So it's like that very yin, beautiful energy. Mercury is what we were talking about, your speech and your communication. It's the messenger of the gods. So it's anything where communication, logic, intellect, um, language, and sharing information to and from. Venus is um, love. It's how we give love and how we receive love. And it doesn't matter if it's in a man's chart or a woman's chart. It's literally the way that we receive love, um, but also how we connect to people. And it's also about our values and, you know, what we value um, and how we share that. And also it talks a lot about our gifts as well. Okay. Oh, I love focusing on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mars is the masculine. And again, it's in the chart for male and female, it doesn't matter. Um, and it's our will and it's our drive and it's our anger and it's also our sexuality and it's um, how we assert ourselves and how we take action and how we get up and go do things, okay? Mm-hmm. Jupiter, is, Jupiter is about wisdom and it's how we stretch our wings further than, let's say, like our childhood upbringing. Um, it's where we learn and where we connect with people and we network. It's um, very much sometimes about excess, so it can go a little over the top, but it's very um, spiritual. It wants to learn. It's like being a teacher. It's being a guide. Um, it's very much about connecting to more information so that it can teach and go bigger. Okay? Mm, yeah. um, Saturn is a planet of responsibility and discipline and structure. Um, and it has guidelines. So it's very strict. It's about our karmic promise in this lifetime of what we you know, said we're going to do here and we're going to learn and we're going to really work out. And, you know, everyone talks about Saturn return. I have a whole podcast dedicated to just Saturn return. Um, and what I said on it, it's you don't just like hit 30 and you're, you're, you're doing your Saturn and you're done. Saturn is there with the rest of your life, throughout the rest of your life. 
and you're learning and you're working through it. And as you get older, it develops more and it sort of loosens its grip. So Saturn is like fine wine where, you know, as the wine gets older, it ages better and that's Saturn. So it gets a little bit easier as we get older. Okay. That's really important to learn. Um, Uranus is the great awakener and it's where we break the rules. It's where we shake things up. It's where we, um, you know, move into the quantum. It's everything beyond like the physical because so Saturn is very much the physical and then Uranus is, uh, we're going into Kundalini energy. We're going into the quantum. We're going into the psychic realm, right? So it's about shaking things up, bringing in energy and sound healing and doing all the stuff and, and also rebelling where it's like, if we might've done tradition, for 30 years, it's like Uranus comes in and says, nope, that's not working anymore. We have to do this because we're changing. Okay. So it's really about the great awakener. Um, Neptune is um, very connected to the spiritual realm and it's very much divine love and um, essence and spirit and souls and um, compassion and healing. And so it shows how there's this connection to oneness. So there's a big thing about fantasy there. Um, but there's also a big shadow side of avoidance and drugs and alcohol and um, escapism because um, it's a slippery slope. It's like, you know, once you get into that psychic realm um, and, you know, I would say like any plant medicine is very Neptunian because it's like you're going in, you're getting information, but it's also like you're kind of escaping this reality. So Neptune is very much like that. You know, it's like it's the boundaries are blurred between this realm and another realm. Okay. So Neptune would be like ayahuasca for sure. Right. Okay. So knowing this, that that's the way Neptune is, whatever your sign is, um, for example, mine's Capricorn with Neptune and also actually Uranus and Saturn. Now we're getting are... really complex. So after Saturn, we have Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And we, those are the outer planets, but they act very differently. So we don't use them like inner planets, like Venus and Mars. We don't have control over outer planets. So it's not like we just show up and it's like, oh, I have Neptune in in Capricorn and I'm using it, it is such on a soul level that it acts out through time and throughout your life that it's not anything that you could, you don't control it. Hmm. Yeah. And everyone around your age and with the outer planets, they're born in the same sign because they're so slow moving. So it's a generational thing. So it's yeah, more important right. about where it is and what it's touching and what it's aspecting than rather what sign it's in. That I'm not really concerned about with outer planets. Because everyone your age and everyone my age, we all have the same outer planets and the same signs. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense too because there's a connection. There's something that people that are around your age group, you just connect on a certain way no matter if you guys are going to be best friends or not. But there's just something that you connect with that you don't with other gen generations. It affects your psyche. So it's nothing that you could consciously say. It's more like you just look back over time and then you could see what it's evolving to and the spiritual lessons behind it. But we don't have control over our outer planets at all. So we have, we have one more planet if you want. We have Pluto. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So Pluto. Pluto is about um, death, really, transformation, rebirth. It's like the, um, the cocoon to the butterfly, the caterpillar cocoon butterfly situation it's literally a life and death transformation and it's a letting go and it's a purging so pluto is very connected to your soul's journey and your soul's purpose and it's all about ego denying so throughout life you know it really depends on what it's touching again i'm not concerned if pluto is in libra sure pluto is in libra for anyone but it's like what is it doing in your chart and what inner planet is it touching and that's where i see how it's affecting you but Pluto is all about this regeneration, rejuvenation, recycling, purging out and 
like basically birthing again. So it's that's that in a nutshell. I mean, I could talk about that for all day long. So I talked about our sponsor Skillshare in the teaser, but I would like to elaborate a little bit on how much of an impact they're making in our lives as they're here to help us enhance and learn new skills for free for two months for their premium membership when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic and you'll be able to see a world of options thousands of classes in illustration design photography video freelancing and so much more now there are two that are part of their top classes of 2019 that I'm extremely interested in, which A, real productivity, how to build habits that last, taught by Thomas Frank, because I'll be honest, sometimes I can procrastinate and not be the most productive if I feel like walking in a forest for a bit. Or also B, let's say I want to take pictures in that forest. Well, there's Instagram-worthy photography shoot, edit, and share with Brandon Wolfell, which is a 70-minute class, but you know, each mini-class, each lesson is, of course, much shorter than that, so you get to take your time with it, and you'll learn how to shoot at Golden Hour, which is where most of my recent shots on the gram were shot during that time because... There's something about the essence. It captures your goddessness in some way. You know what I'm saying? And also, he teaches us how to retouch on Photoshop, which I haven't really used. I honestly been using, what, apps? I'm into it, but it'd be nice to take it to the next level. And mo- a lot of those pictures on my Instagram right now <laughs> are actually shot on an iPhone, And they even have an iPhone photography class. I should indeed watch some of those lessons or just take the whole class. That class also teaches you how to use Lightroom, which I know a lot of my photography friends use. I, on the other hand, again, I've just been using the apps. (laughs) Skillshare is offering classes that are really designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward. Take these short classes to fit your busy life and create real projects and also get support from fellow creatives so you can accomplish real growth. (laughs) Explore your creativity at skillshare.com forward slash your own magic where you get two months for free of a premium membership. That's skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. That is two months for free for Skillshare's premium membership. Okay, my Pluto is in Scorpio. I need to see what, what it's touching, but just being your Pluto in Scorpio, I mean, sure, that's like a deep and a, a depth and stuff, but um, the outer planets and the signs, to me, it it's nothing. And that's how you can actually tell, I think, uh, novice astrologer from um, someone that knows what they're talking about is someone like, because you see it, like I see in my astrology class, they're like, oh, I have 10 planets in Scorpio, 10 planets in Capricorn, 10 planets in Leo. And they might name all these outer planets, but by the end of the class, they're like, oh, we get it. That those don't count. They, they weigh differently than other planets. Okay. Okay. What year were you born? Oh, 1990. Let me see something here. Oh, I my, F, my ephemeris doesn't go back. It goes it to 2000. Okay. I was going to look something up for you, but 
I don't have it, so it's okay. We'll it does. It does go back to 1990. <laughs> no, it starts at 2009 because I just bought a 24th century one. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Um, this is my 30th year, actually. So someone did actually ask. I wish I could find that exact person. Asked. Uh, da, 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 da. But maybe we'll get to Saturn Return later. You said you did have an episode on it. It's a whole like over an hour podcast on Saturn Return because it's like Amazing. so much information. Well, one quick question, actually. So Dolly yeah. Blockstar asks how to find out when your Saturn Return is. I mean, if you don't know how to read the chart, I don't really know how to help you with that. <laughs> but you can your birth chart um you can pull a free one up on on my website but if you you need to see the transit so you can always go to astro.com um i do on my astro hack which is 44 dollars on my website so it's not expensive love that number well yeah i walk you through pulling up your birth chart and walking through it really like how do you even pull it up on astro.com and then from astro.com you can pull up transits and then, but you need to, you, you need to know the cycles and you need to have an ephemeris. So you need to know the date. So I, I don't know if, how to tell someone if they're not an astrologer. I, and I, yeah. I'm all about doing things for yourself and for free, but like I, if you know how to track Saturn you start looking at when it's coming with an orb of your own Saturn, and then you have to track the forward, the, the direct and retrograde motion, because sometimes it could be a year for someone going back and forth. And sometimes it could be just like three months, six months. Everyone's different because everyone has it in a different place. All right. Well, I appreciate that honesty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't do simple sun sign astrology. So it's like astrology is a real beautiful science. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we're going to talk about it, you know, with you or with anyone else, like we're going to talk about the authenticity of it and the magic of it not just like i'm a capricorn and i could be with a pisces right or whoever it is you know it's we're way beyond that because any sign can be with any sign it's not even about that oh my gosh i'm so happy that you said that because you know a lot of people say what sun signs work together or does the venus signs work together in fact one person lauren Hendricks, asked how do the moon and Venus signs interact influence on another in your love life and it's really just looking at the whole comprehensive chart It's looking at the whole chart and you have to first look at, you know, to do two people's charts called synastry and you have to first look at one chart and be like, okay, what is their makeup? Like, what do they need? Someone might need an intense relationship, right? And, or someone else might just want something really lighthearted and playful and fun, um, you know, or very deep and intimate, you know, we're all wired differently. So you have to look at the birth chart to see what that person needs. And you look at the other one to see what they need. Then you put it together and then you see how they interact you can never tell if a relationship is going to work or not based on the chart. It won't show you that because that's free will. What it will show you is the interaction. Like there might be like, oh, there's some tension here. If Mars is sitting on someone's Mercury, like, okay, that's could be a little bit intense, but maybe the partners both want an intense relationship. So that might be the most perfect thing for anyone, you know? Yeah. So. And one person might be a Leo. The other one might be like a Virgo or Scorpio. Who knows? I love that you don't do just sun sign astrology. Oh, God, no. I mean, I've been doing this for 11 years. I would be so bored out of my mind if I was just like matching sun signs. I mean, there's way more to life than that. Uh, (laughs) Yes, because one person did ask. Her name's Leanne Johnston. She's like, I feel nothing like an Aries. Why is that? I don't resonate with my sign at all. She needs to get her chart read. She could be born under a balsamic moon. Her sun could be in the 12th house. She takes on Pisces energy. There's a million factors. She could have Neptune sitting on it. She could have Pluto sitting on it. She could have Saturn sitting on it. You have to get a professional chart read. You have to. Period. Amen. And a story. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Now the trine. So 
Uh, Nicole and Kim, she asks, what does a trine represent? Is it more significant if you have more than one? I don't even know what that is. We all have trines in our chart. Um, uh, I wouldn't say it's more significant if we have more than one because that's just neither here nor there. Um, a trine is um, two planets that are 120 degrees apart. So there's a nice ease of flow of energy between them. Um, and it sometimes represents gifts. But with, with trines, you know, if I'm looking at a chart, to be honest, I don't really look at trines too much because trines are, they come so naturally to you that you don't even know. Like I start, I look at more uh, people's um, squares and those are 90 degrees apart because that's what they feel inside. And I know that they're working on their squares consciously or subconsciously um, throughout their lifetime, but that's also what's going to like turn into gold later on. So trines are great though. They are favorable aspects of two planets, how they can work together in harmony, but sometimes they work together so easily. We don't even like know that we're doing it. Oh my gosh. And see, unless like you have a trine in front of me or you show me my chart, I literally have no idea. Yeah. Well, cause it, now it's, we're getting advanced. We're getting to the, exactly. we're getting to the end of level one, beginning of level two. Well, there's <laughs> the answer. I'm assuming she's probably, you know, a bit more advanced with this stuff so there's our answer um one person also her name's carly a Aerith. actually this is going to be the last question that i ask you um clearly what i did was i have it all laid out but i never organized it because i figured you and i would end up just flowing oh i like it um, like this it's good i do too I'm curious about this so sophia river three she asked talk to me about venus returns venus returned i don't really think it's that big of a deal because venus is an inner planet and it comes around. I mean, sure, when it returns to the placement, you might feel extra love, you <laughs> might feel extra pretty, you might want to get your hair and nails done and be all glammed up, or you could be super lazy because that's also the shadow side of Venus. Um, but I don't really see it as a big deal because it's any inner planets, they're not that big of deals to me. Good to know. That yeah, we're dealing with now inner and outer planets and they're they're two different beasts. Again, that's a it's more advanced, but I like the questions that people are asking. I know people, I mean, these are advanced. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear they're asking beautiful questions, not just like, tell me what sign I can marry. You know, I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm very direct. Like I can't, like I'm not the person for you if you want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, because that's again, sun sign astrology, which um, Danielle Page does not do people. No, no. This is another good one. I think her Instagram is by Emily Michelle. Anything on Chiron with the signs? Hmm. Yeah, so I actually just taught about this in level two. Um, so actually, somebody I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of background here. Somebody asked in the beginning of like how the planets are like come to be, like how they're decided. Well, it was interesting. Chiron was discovered in 1977. And in 1977 was when um, all this like holistic health and like yoga was coming to the Western world and like all these uh, organic and, you know, healthy um, supermarkets were starting to open up because it wasn't big before that. So what Chiron represents, because it's always about the consciousness at the time, Chiron is really this bridge between the, um, it actually sits in between Saturn and Uranus. So it's this bridge between the physical world, which is Saturn, and the etheric world, which is Uranus, which is like that quantum realm. So it's it sits in between those, so it has a little bit of both. So it's about healing in ways that are metaphysical and quantum. And, you know, one thing that I did talk about, there's a big um, rush about learning about Chiron, but I will say this, we don't have our Chiron return until we're around 4950. And I feel like at that time, 
like obviously if we're we're awake and doing the work you know if we're not like not, it's not going to matter anyways mm-hmm. but if we're doing the work that i feel like that's our true spiritual awakening because it really comes back to this place and i to me chiron is kind of like the key of what it's all about but we're not get, even understanding it i believe truly until we're way later in life and that's why it's like we actually i believe start our lives at 50 wow. yeah i, I know it's an amazing that. amazing I love thing that. yeah like we're gonna, it's like Stella, how Stella got her groove back and like shit's getting real at 50, like in a good way. Like you, you don't give a fuck, you know, it's language, like you're confident, you know who you are, you've been up and down all around, you've been through everything, all these scenarios and it's like, this is what I'm here for, this is what I'm doing and I'm going. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love hearing that. I mean, yep, again, entering 30 and I already feel such a big transit in my own life at this moment. Um, yeah. Like huge. Such a huge shift going from your 20s to 30s. The 20s are, I say, just you learn everything. You're discovering everything. You have no idea what end is up. You're, you're like, don't, you're not fully developed yet. You're still learning who you are, but that's fine. Like, that's what they're for. Like, you're, no one will ever get it back. So be in that moment, mm-hmm. you know? But then the 30s are starting to be like, okay, I'm starting to be like, I don't have to, you know, get approval from people and I don't have to do this. And, oh, wait, hold on. I want to do this. Okay. Like, we really start coming home. It's great. And let me just tell you, I'm 41 now and I freaking love my 40s. I mean, I was pretty much in my 30s once I found my path. I was like, oh, hell no. This, I mean, this is what I'm doing. Like, I didn't care. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, like, I love the 40s. Like, love. Love, 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 love. <laughs> so. My friends in their 40s seem to love it as well. And, yeah. again, they're totally just, like, enjoying life and flown with, without a care. And, and yes, as far as, like, entering your 30s, I'm, it's, a, it's a weird – I have yet to sit down and actually – I could do a whole podcast on – just this transition I'm feeling of this human that's always been there, but just, you know, really, really embodying. It's so interesting. And I just don't take shit as seriously as I did even a few months ago. Yeah. And I I think the biggest transition, I honestly feel like 29 to 32 is like massive shifts in your life. Massive, massive, massive. So you're in it and it's going to be amazing. And um, it's just huge. And I just tell everyone, enjoy the moments because you don't get that time back, you know, and you, you just don't. And like, your boobs are perky, your butt's perky, like, enjoy it, live it, rock it. Like, it's not always going to be like that. So just enjoy it. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll do. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. I love hearing all of this. Oh my gosh. Um, oh. Do you think now, this is just some of my own questions that have come to mind during this, um, without looking at people's like charts or whatever, have you noticed just from your experience of reading a lot of different charts, people just kind of the universe divinely organizes a way for them to meet as if like their chart shows that they were supposed to meet? Or do you think that somehow there's uh, certain situations where they just need to make it work, even though their chart might not show that they're extremely compatible or is everybody compatible in some way? Like, I'm just really curious how that all plays out. Yeah. So the way I see it is we have soul contracts and those are actually beyond astrology because it's our soul. So like, you know, this is your personality in this lifetime and your birth chart and my birth chart is my personality and my vessel in my lifetime, but my soul is beyond that. So our soul has contracts beyond this. So, you know, are we compatible? I mean, I guess it, or whoever we meet, are we compatible? I mean, 
sure. I mean, that's up for discussion of what is really compatibility because it's just about the lessons and experiences. So personally, I, I think it has nothing to do with the birth chart because that's the vessel that I chose to come through. That's my personality self, but my soul is beyond astrology. And that's really what I'm moving into. Like I love astrology and I still do it, but I'm moving into your soul, which is not bound by astrology. Ooh, Danielle, I honestly just got chills from that. And that makes so much sense because it's like my chart. I get that, that it just shares who I am in this vessel as this human at this time, Venus, or is it Jupiter? No, is it Venus or Mars? No, no, it's Venus that talks about the love life. But I'm like, I'm sure there's always a way it, to make yeah. it compatible. It doesn't it, even matter yeah. if you're a lover, whoever you meet, they could have their Venus in any sign. It does not matter. What that's going to show you is how they acted out through their personality self. But if you guys are meant to be together for even if it's a lifetime or a month or a day or whatever it is, that's a soul contract beyond whatever Venus it is. It just shows like, okay. You have a Venus in Virgo, so you're really particular. You don't like germs, right? Yeah. Like I can see you want to like hands on and help me with stuff. So like it's gonna play out like that. But they that person could have their Venus in in Leo and be like super affectionate, but it doesn't matter. Like that's just their expression, but you have your soul behind it. Absolutely. Well, and you also said that before, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and my Venus is in Leo, but you're right. My even though I have my humanisms, yeah. um, in a sense, so basically the planets are like your humanisms. Yeah. Yeah, but you of course have your soul behind it, and there's not really a planet that shares what your soul is because that is just so expansive and infinite. So expansive, and it comes from multiple dimensions and realities. And there's nothing I would say in human terms that we could describe what it is. Is it really something? Absolutely, but I don't think we have even words um, that because every word we've created because it makes it means something to us, you know. So I don't know if we have the consciousness to say what it is or where our soul come from comes from. Yeah. And it's really cool that we do have the tool of astrology to learn about our own human self and other humans. But I'm just curious because you're shifting into this, what your take on soul contracts are and how we learn about ours in this life. Well, actually, I see a lot of, so the North Node is really beautiful and it does talk a lot about your purpose. Um, and, you know, I think purpose is very expansive and purpose could mean a lot of things, but your North node in the birth chart is one of the main reasons why you're soul incarnated because it's what you're developing into. So we're not really our North node. We don't really know how to do it. Um, and as we move through life, we attract opportunities and experiences and lessons to us to help us play out that vibration because it's, it's a new vibration that we don't know how to do. Um, but that's also part of our soul contract and our soul journey of what we're learning here. And of course, it's it's layered and there's a lot more um, to what we're doing. But on a human level, at least, like that's what we're here in this time-space continuum. The North Node really points a lot to that. Uh, yep. And then the South Node is basically what we're very connected to, right? Yeah, it's what we're very connected to. Um, and, you know, it's we're never going to move away from the South Node. Um, because it's ingrained in us, but we, the idea is to move away from like the shadow energy of it because it's, it's so familiar to us. Like, for example, I have a South node in Aries, so it's actually very easy for me to be independent. Like it's not hard for me. Like I don't have to try, you know, and like, Oh, ask someone a million questions before I do something. Like I just wake up and if I have an idea, I'm going to do it. And like, I don't actually want to consult anyone. I just want to do it. So do you see like, that's just how I'm wired because that's my existence. So, but if I just do that the rest of my life and like lived in a bubble and lived in a box and just popped up businesses all day long, 
And I mean, sure, I could be successful, but like, I'm not really getting part of why I came here, you know? Yeah. You're not living like your soul's purpose. Yeah. So. Like it's, it's too easy and you're in, you're in your past because it's just repeating things over and over again in the loop. Yep. When I learned about North and South Node, that's when, honestly, astrology really hit home. I was like, okay, there really is something to this. My South Node's in Leo. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's innately in me. Whatever. I get that. But the North Node, I'm like, oh, oh. I get why that is what my soul truly desires or yeah. wants me to experience. It's very important. Which I believe is Aquarius. Yeah. If you're of a South Node in Leo, yeah, the North Node would be in Aquarius. I love how you have all this at the top of your head. You know which planets Oh, I mean, are. I've been doing this for 11 years straight. <laughs> I've been doing this for 11 years. I mean, but that being said, there's still a lot that I can't memorize because it's so much like the transits and where the planets are. I, I, I am telling you, I'm one astrologer that I cannot remember where all the planets are on a daily basis when they move and when they turn and when they go direct and their degrees, because I'm like, I'm busy trying to like manage my own uh-huh. life. And so I'm like, I, I don't remember. Oh yeah. Chiron was at 14 degrees of this, like along with all the other planets. Like I, I definitely do not remember that. So I am one astrologer that I'm like, I have to look that up on the map because I'm like, I cannot remember it because I'm just like, <laughs> could, did I get to the store to get enough food? Like, could I eat lunch? There's something in the fridge, you know, there, there's a lot going on in life, you know? Oh yeah. That would be way too complicated. <laughs> a lot. So, I mean, there are some astrologers that can like tell you where every planet is in the sky at the exact moment. I'm just not one of them. The minute I look it up, then we're fine. But I'm like, I, I have, I cannot remember all that because I'm like, I'm at my max. Let's just say that. <laughs> you know what? At least so, we have the, at least you have the option to be able to look it up. You know, oh, some yeah, people- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to memorize it all, it's crazy. Like there's no need. I mean- it's just, and they're constantly moving and it's constantly this. And then we have constantly this forming this aspect to this one. And this, I mean, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds already like a headache in and of itself. It is. It is. And I'm an astrologer. I'm telling you it's a headache. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to me, even yeah. though, even just like knowing parts of each planet with each sign and the houses, that in itself, I'm like, what? Sometimes, (laughs) unless it's like my own chart or some, you know, I, that's why we have people like yourself who are planted here to help people out with this and understanding this, because, you know, I don't think that that's what my soul or human desires to do. So it's better to just go to somebody who is a professional in it. Exactly. And I, I don't, you know, it's it's great to learn astrology because you learn about yourself and you can also learn about your partner and people have been doing it for their kids. Like I actually that's one of my greatest joys is helping like parents with their kids to understand them more. Oh. But I also understand that it's not for everyone because it's it's a lot to learn, you know? So, you know, if it calls to people, great, learn it. You know, I would love to teach people, but I also understand that it's it's a lot. Like there's a reason why I'm not learning some other things. Cause I'm like, like human design, I'm, I'm, it's, it's mm-hmm. cool. But like, I have no desire to learn human design because after as much as I put into learning astrology, I'm like, I'm not sitting there for another 11 years learning <laughs> human design. So I'm like, I'll let people tell me about it. You know, I just have no desire. Fair enough. <laughs> I get that. I absolutely get that. But it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I would rather just learn about my own sign and other signs going through people like yourself. It, you know, we they, give you the shortcut so you don't have to spend 11 years of your life uh, staying home on Friday <laughs> nights with highlighters, you know, and maps around you. So don't worry, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I should have, you know, asked for some sort but you know, I didn't want to be another person that's asking for a reading from you. Plus, I wanted to make sure that everybody gets something out of this. We could pull it up right now. If you don't mind giving your birth information over the air, we could pull it up right now. Absolutely. Um, okay, yeah, hold on. Let me- the thing here okay so 
what would you like to know? Ooh, well, here, I'll, I'll tell you this. You have a grand... I feel like we might have gone over some of the stuff last time, but I can't really remember. You have a grand um, Earth trine. So a trine is when two planets are 120 degrees apart. A grand trine is when you have three, um, or, or it could be or more, but I think you have, yeah, you have three planets um, that are 120 degrees apart and they're all in the same element. So you have it all in Earth. So with it, with it being in Earth, it actually makes you very practical and grounded and like able to get stuff done on the Earth plane and kind of create and, and manifest. Like I remember one of my old boyfriends had this, this is before I knew astrology, but then I, I would... I went back later on and looked at like everyone I've ever dated, you know, I wanted to understand them. And I saw him and he had a grand um, earth trine as well. And for example, he was really good. Like he would book all our trips. He would organize everything. Um, He was really good with the bills. Like he was very like on his own like schedule. Like he was really, whereas like, I'm like, I don't want to do any of that stuff. Right. So like, it's very practical and connected to the earth realm, which for you, it could be very into um, like the elements and, and nature, like that would be a big thing for you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and nature is like everything for me. Do you work with and the also, at all? Do I work with what? The elements? Yeah. yeah. Yes. In my own way. Yeah. Whatever way it is, but that would be really good for you. And that would even be good to create some kind of like program or like um, teaching or something around the elements would be a really good idea for you um, as it yeah develops more, because I think you're already like in that realm i mean yeah you have that leo energy um but you're having that earth trine is like you're very connected to that so mm, that was great information yeah um let's see oh, how i'm gonna about... tell you something else I'm gonna yes yes I'm gonna i want to just, just lay it all out okay hold on let me just make sure here with this i know we're like live but i just want to make sure with calculating something. we're not live okay okay we're <laughs> um so you have the i'm just trying to look one thing you have the sun on the fixed star Regulus, and that's pretty damn crazy to me. So basically, um, so your sun sign is at, let me go back here. Your, oops, your sun sign is at 26 degrees um, of Leo, and Regulus is at 29 degrees of Leo. And Regulus is the most powerful and like the brightest star in the sky, and it's about um, glory and power, and it's most beneficial. And so when you see someone um, with a planet, I would say with a three degree orb, orb, which you have, so it's three degrees away, um, I wouldn't go any further, okay? So yours is at three degrees. Um, mm-hmm. It is really good about success and fame and good fortune. Like it's it's really having um, like a lot of good juju, a lot of good luck, like a lot of good fortune, good things um, propelling you because it has this vibe. It's like the most... You know how our heart is a beautiful like, conductor and it um, has a stronger electromagnetic field than our brain, so we could actually manifest from our heart? Well, Regulus has such a magnetic frequency that it attracts a lot of good to it, and you have it conjunct your sun sign. That's a really amazing thing. Like, if I could pick one thing out of anything I studied, I'd like, let me have a planet conjunct Regulus. <laughs> wow, that's amazing yeah. to hear. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really beneficial in your life. It's like a very supportive energy. So if like, if things go wrong, you know, because in life things are going to go wrong, right? It's almost like, okay, well, you still have this supportive energy kind of helping you out. And it is good for success. It's good for fame. And you have it in your house of money. So honestly, like money is going to be good, whether it is now or whether it's not, it doesn't matter. Like don't get attached to any story. Like I'm just saying it's, it's, it's going to be good for you because it's in your house of money. Thanks. That's amazing to know. 
And then, so of course, because this, we do want to learn a lot of different lessons in this life. So, is, is it possible to go off course, probably for the expansiveness of the lessons? Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that um, Regulus is going to like save your ass every time <laughs> because yeah. we have free will. <laughs> Regulus is still like, uh, homie, you you pick some free will shit that I'm not. I, I don't know what's happening here, but uh. you got you got to figure the shit out, right? So Regulus is like, I'm here when you need me, but like, you go do you, you know. So <laughs> we still have our free will. For sure, but it's just nice to have this. Like I said, I, I would pick that over anything else in the chart, to be honest. Wow. That's interesting that you say this as well, because it's kind of something I feel like I've always known deep down. But I think uh, with a lot of different spirituality studies, basically, I think subconsciously for a bit, I was almost resistant to certain aspects of that because I almost felt like a guiltiness or something like that. I don't know exactly what it was subconsciously, but I've always known this deep down, which is really interesting. Yeah. And you need to write. Do you write? Do you, you have a book, right? Yeah. Well, I have a book coming. It's a poetry book, but I do, I do love to write. And I know when I'm off course, when I'm not writing. Yes, it is a big gift. And it's something that you sort of suppressed a little bit in a past lifetime, or just, I would say the most recent one that your soul is connected to, because we've had many, 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 right? But I would say from here, it's something, and you have it in this beautiful trine, so it's really supportive energy. So writing for you and speaking is really important. Wow. <laughs> that deeply resonates. How about with love stuff? I've been single for a long time. So I can understand that by looking at your chart, and I'll, I'll explain why. First of all, you're born under a balsamic moon, and I feel like I remember us talking about this. Yes. Balsamic moon is just, it doesn't mean single or with someone. It doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is it's almost like you could sort of be alone and be really okay with it. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying forever, yeah. but, like, you could have more tendency to be like, I'm just going to like stay in and chill. You know, it's like your own Netflix and chill, like on your own. Like balsamic <laughs> moons are like, I just need time and space. I'm just like exhausted from people, you know? So you have more of a tendency to be like, okay, I could just do that, right? Then in your house of um, relationships, you have Saturn, um, which is your karmic lesson. So you're really learning how to be in relationship in this lifetime. Um, and so with it, now that you're going through your Saturn return, things are kind of turning. So it is... Um, I would say it's probably more of a time for you to start dating, you know, um, because you're learning lessons with that. But you also have Uranus in your seventh house. And Uranus is someone that likes freedom as well. And you want a relationship that's not... And so here's the thing. You might know this or you might not. Regardless, this is what your soul is moving into, okay? So you need something with, about freedom. You might want someone that is like maybe they live somewhere else and maybe you travel, maybe you don't see them all the time or maybe it's different. Maybe they're a lot older, maybe they're a lot younger. Like it's just different from what society would deem as acceptable, right? Because I mean, who cares what society says anyways? Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like something quirky, something different. So the more you get to know yourself in that sense, the more it's going to help you with relationships. Uh, everything you just said, of course, as you probably know, deeply resonated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I see it here in your chart for sure. So <laughs> let me look at your Saturn. I mean, I know you're past it now, but I just want to make sure it doesn't. I think Saturn's re retrograding. So hold on. Let's see. So we are. What month are we in right now? We're in February. Okay, so Saturn's at the end, and then it goes into Aquarius, and then when it comes back, it's still not going to get anywhere close. Okay, so you're you're done. Like, you went through your Saturn return, but here's the thing I'll say. It doesn't mean that it's done. It's You just went through it, but now you're starting to implement the lesson. So for you, it has a lot to do with relationships. So what did you learn in this time, you know? 
Is it, you know, like, are you okay being alone? Do you want a partner? If you want a partner, what does that mean to you? Is it hard for you to be a partner? Because it's, you have all this Leo, like, do you want to make it about yourself, like, rather than them? Like, I, and I'm not saying this is you, I'm just throwing <laughs> things out there <laughs> because yeah. they, I mean, you have a lot of Leo. So Leo, that's what Leo does. But, um, you know, you're, you're learning. So now it's a time to take those lessons and explore. Ooh, I, and the, again, as you're saying this, it's like, oh, I deeply, deeply know this. And it's really interesting because I did just spend a period again. I have this, I have this pattern, Danielle. I have this pattern. We all have patterns. Pattern. We literally, we're the pattern makers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and I'll just like have a alone phase. I even go off social media. I just like do my own thing. I'm in my own space for a long period of time until I'm like, all right, I'm going crazy being on my own for so long. And I'm really learning like how it's really important for me to, of course, though I am totally cool alone, I do need to uh, spend more time uh, nourishing and just being in the presence of relationships. And you're learning that balance because that's the seventh house yeah. is the balance of that about the self versus other. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not surprised you go on these social media breaks and you go alone because with that balsamic moon, for sure, like, and then like the cancer rising, you're just like, oh, mentally exhausted and stuff. You know, and so you just <laughs> want to like do your own thing and explore and create your own way, um, you know, but you're learning the balance. And so it's not like all of a sudden one day you're going to do it and you're going to do it right and then you're done with your Saturn. It's it's a lifelong journey. Yeah, like everything. This is a lifelong journey yeah and that's the process right of being human on this earth plane and developing and growing and you know we're we're learning so much and we also take it so seriously here in the earth plane but it's literally <laughs> just this like blip i was just talking to someone before this and we're all just going to be back in the star system before we know it and actually like yeah. that's our true soul essence and be like oh remember that like one time on earth it was like a blink i blinked my eyes and i was there and i was back you know it's like it's gonna yeah. be so quick but we, because everything is slowed down here, it's density to make it into physical form. So we just get very attached to all these things. I know. I know. Exactly. Um, does, is there any part of our chart that lets us know our strength in intuitiveness or uh, being able to connect to the other realm or even, let's say, aliens or something? I'm going to break a myth right now, and I'm going to let you know that every single person is psychic and connect to other realms and could um, connect to aliens because it is all available to us because it's just energy and we're energy beings. Um, you know, if somebody has, I mean, there's like fire is very intuitive, but also so is, um, you know, water. So there's a lot of different elements, but I, I really think that the most important thing I say with this is that instead of looking for that one thing, and if you don't have in your chart thinking like someone might be sad or they can't connect, we're all psychic. We're all energy beings. We can connect to any realm that we want to connect Hell with. Hell yeah. yeah. That is exactly what feels so right. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> so this one person, Carly A. Aerith, she's like, I heart Danielle. I'm so happy right. she's back for another episode. What's going on for 2020? That's a big question. So maybe you could just like narrow it down oh, a bit. Oh, I mean... Uh, we got the coronavirus. I can't even begin to start with what's happening for 2020. Um, that's uh -oh. a whole story another day. You know what? Maybe I'll do a whole podcast on that because that's just that's a good idea. Do. I did. I actually did something one of my moon circles, but 
I'll do a whole podcast because I just can't. Like, there's there's no way I could sum it up that would even do it justice right for now. For sure. Yeah. Is there anything, though, that we should uh, be aware of or look out for for ourselves and families and friends and stuff? Um, Merc- oh, well, Mercury, yeah, is retrograde. But um, Mars and Venus are both going retrograde this year, which don't happen often. So what it is going to be, it's about a time about um, balancing our masculine and feminine. And we're going to be looking at a lot of relationship stuff this year. So it's just going to be stuff to really look at. So it's going to be your theme for the year. (laughs) Uh, That already feels like my theme. I love that. All right. I love that. Love that. And then the last question that I've asked you before, and you probably will share something different, and that is more than okay, but how would you advise the Euro and Magic listeners to create their own magic? I think I'm going to say the same thing that I said last time because this is what I stand by. I love it. I, I don't know. remember exactly what I said, but I probably said what I would say now is listen to your heart, listen to your own cosmic rhythm, and nobody else will be doing life the same as you, and stop worrying about what people say, because everyone's going to talk about you no matter what anyways, because that's just the way people are, so who the hell cares? So while you're here on Earth, have fun, do what you want to do, and let them talk about you, because that lowers your vibration, but in the meantime, you're just, you know, going high with your vibration, so it's fine. Hell yes! Again, amen to all of this. Danielle, you're my kind of woman. Where can everyone connect with you? They can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Page, and that's P-A-I-G-E, or my website is daniellepage.com. I love it. Oh, I, I also it. have, I want to let people know, I have a free um, medical astrology guide. So when you go on my um, website, right under the main picture, it says um, get your cosmic body. Um, it's a PDF and it talks to you how to work through and find the part of your body that you need to nourish. Oh, I'm doing that right away. Oh my gosh. I love that. Oh yeah. I mean, I teach you where to go to pull up your chart and how to find it out. Um, and then I'll walk you through it. Cool. Danielle, thank you. Yafa so much. Awesome. Thank you so much for thinking about me. I appreciate it. Dear yummies, thank you so much, so, so much for lending your ear and taking time, valuable time for your soul to listen to this episode today. I am honored to provide this for you and I hope something in this spoke to you and shifted you in some way. I would love to personally connect with your soul on, well, of course, IRL, but also on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. My Instagram, which I am finally active on, is at Raquel Mantra, that is spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra. I'll put that in the show notes. And make sure to not only see and respond to all the comments, but also send love back to you because why not? And then for you to also connect with me and this powerful tribe of like-minded individuals, high-vibing individuals to, to raise your vibrations, feel free to join us in the Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. That will also be left in the show notes. And feel free to browse yourownmagic.life. I have some free guided meditations on there and more information about upcoming retreats and events. And of course, my offering, my service is the Soul Tribe exclusive site, which is $44.44 USD. This is for life for you to receive many meditations and The most recent one was to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to see your highest potential in a hypnotic state. For example, like reprogramming your subconscious mind to see your highest potential while you're in a hypnotic state. 
along with others like activating your third eye or short, simple ones to ease you into your morning or alleviate anxiety and a lot of deep imaginings, which I love to do personally is to just visualize and expand my imagination so I can be more creative in my day. In addition to that, other soul expanding journalings to ask yourself every morning and magic challenges and other spiritual rituals, yada yada. (laughs) Anyway, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.